right, I think um, there are seats here, and I can see some people standing. So I don't know whether they, the choir, some of you can come here now by the count of um, five. You should, so this line, this line, just come quickly, come quickly. Those of you here, just come quickly. Very quick. All right, with speed, come on. Hallelujah. All right. I think there are about four more. So all of you, any, anyone who can go, I said to all of you, just go quickly. Hallelujah. I don't want anyone standing. Tonight is a special night. I said tonight is a special night. I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for this day. This is our first in-person Hegel. I said this is our first in-person Hegel. Hallelujah. Bible says that he gave gifts to men. And he gave some, what? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Hallelujah. For what reason? Uh huh. For the work of the ministry, and then what? For the edifying of the body of Christ. Tonight, North America will be edified. Tonight, all the saints will be perfected. For the work of the ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus. I can sense that the atmosphere is charged already. I don't want to take much time. But our speaker tonight needs no introduction. Hallelujah. He's the deputy convener of the United Nation of the First Class Church. Hallelujah. He is our bishop in Mozambique. Very anointed. And God has oiled him for tonight. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to drain, to drain him. Hallelujah. Like the woman with the what? Issue of blood said. If, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. I'll be made whole, hallelujah. We must be able to tap from it. Let me tell you, the grace that is standing here is, I mean, is, it is an unusual grace. Hallelujah. He's been in Mozambique for 18 years. Hallelujah. You see, you see, let me tell you something. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them not by maybe what they say, what they want, but you know them by their fruits. Hallelujah. He's been able to stay in Mozambique for 18 years and has built seven cathedrals. Not just one, not just two, not just three. Seven cathedrals and has 39 branches. And tonight, this is the grace that we are about to drink from. Listen to me. I believe that God is going to raise up more apostles in our midst. I believe God is going to raise up more prophets in our midst. You see, let me 
tell you, I was, um, I was actually thinking about it the other day that how did I become a prophet? I, I was just thinking about it. That how did I, I don't know, I mean, when it started, but I remember those days he used to come and visit me in Tanzania. Then I would, I would tell him that when he's leaving, he should leave his shoe for me. Or sometimes I will use force because the violence shall take it by force. Sometimes I will take mantles from him. Then suddenly, I said, suddenly, yes. tonight we are about to drink from this special grace. And you know, you see, let me tell you, you know, one day I was in school, first year, I was not so serious. Um, for the first year, you know the way it is. Yeah. Then at the end of the year, our first ever Alos camp with the prophet was had. And that was my blessing. After that camp, I decided to do something for God. I don't know whatever it was, but I just decided that, look, I want to be serious. So I went to him because he was my pastor. And he is still my pastor. I went to him and told him he should help me to serve the Lord. And he said, I don't know what he said, but it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> he said, okay, whatever. But from that time, I said, from that time. So, yeah, so if you think that I am a blessing to you, tonight you are about to experience more than that. If you are excited the way I am excited, and tomorrow night God is taking you to a higher level 
your life and your ministry is about to change. You are about to be built up in the Lord. You are about to be fortified against your enemy. Shout your loudest amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm very excited to be here with you tonight. What a great blessing to be here. Hallelujah. I didn't know that I'll be here because a friend of mine invited me to Boston in Lowell. And as usual, your bishop is a man of an akazo. He has a way of getting everything he wants. When I was coming, I told her, listen, when I'm finishing, when I finish it, I want to go back to my I have so much to do. But he found a way to get me here. And I'm very excited to be here. Hallelujah. It is a great honor to be part of this beautiful family in North America. And I want us to put our hands together and celebrate our prophet, our daddy, our founder for putting up such a wonderful family together in North America in the first love church. Come on, make some noise. Ooh. Hallelujah. We are so blessed and privileged be connected to such a great father and a great prophet and I want us to know that we are blessed because of him. Amen. It is always important to recognize your source of blessing and if you are able to do that you will always get connected to that source so that you don't lose your position. Hallelujah. Laban said to Jacob, he said, I have learned from experience that for thy sake, the Lord has blessed me. I've learned by experience. If you have been in the church, you should know by now that the Lord has blessed you. You have a normal life. Some of you are married with children. You have a stable home, a stable family, a stable job. You have a good mind. Because the Lord has blessed you because of the obedience of our prophet, Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Hallelujah! 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 You know, Satan will always attack your source of blessing. Where you are connected, he will do everything to disconnect you. But be wiser than him. And tell the devil that I'm not a fool. And that this is where God has placed, placed me. And I know from my experience that God has blessed me and has more things to do in my life. Because he has given me a great prophet and a great family. Hallelujah. And we are so excited to be connected to him. And to be under his feet and his ministry and his vision and his wisdom. For all of us hallelujah i bring you greetings from him because he knows i'm preaching here tonight <laughs> hallelujah 
What a blessing. You are blessed to have Bishop Henry with you, you know. BH is such a wonderful man of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like he said, we've known each other since our days in the university. And um, he's just a humble person. I mean, if you ask me one way to describe him, I would say that he's a humble man of God. Very, very humble. When we were in school, he used to come to my room. And when he comes, anything he sees that is not clean, he will wash it. Can you imagine? We are students too. He will come. If he come and he see that, oh, my clothes or bed or anything, he just, and I'll be fighting with him. I said, don't come here and wash anything here. You know, but I think that I admire him so much for his humility and then his love for God. Hallelujah. It's amazing. For those of you who don't know, after investing, he gave himself to be a missionary. He was sent to a place called Sunyane in Ghana. Then from there, the prophet sent to Tanzania. I visited him a few times when he was in Tanzania. And amazingly, the work he did there was something else. Amazingly, hallelujah. If you go to Tanzania today, you'll see his fruits are still there. Many pastors and many missionaries are still there because of him. And then the prophet has brought him here. And since he became the pastor of the First Love Church in North America, there is revival everywhere across North America. Put your hands together. Let's celebrate our bishop in North America, Bishop Harry Asaridia. Hallelujah. Bishop Harry, God bless you. I'm so blessed to know you and to be connected to you. And I want to salute all the pastors in the house. Come on. Put your hands together for the pastors in the house. Hallelujah. Now, close your eyes and lift up your hands to the Lord. Tonight is a short night because we didn't start early, but I wanted to speak to God for just a few minutes. And just tell the Lord that you want to be edified tonight. This is He Give Gifts Unto Men Conference. The purpose of this conference is to edify you, build you up for the work of the ministry. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
your presence. Let there be an open heaven over us. I pray for the spirit of our prophets, the spirit of Jesus, the grace of God to be here with us. For we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the new Jerusalem with an innumerable company of angels. Into our midst today in the name of Jesus. Let the heavens be opened over your children and over your church. And let angels ascend and descend into our midst. Let your Holy Ghost reign, reign in our midst. Let the wind of your presence breeze over your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for the gift of God. seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight the Lord has given me a prophetic word for you. The Lord sent me to come and tell you that you are in your season of enlargement. And that you should recognize your season of enlargement. Hallelujah. Tell somebody tonight, God has a prophetic word for you. And that word is that you are in your season of enlargement. Tell somebody by the side, you in particular, you are in your season of enlargement. Hallelujah. Now, Listen to me carefully because we don't have much time. To enlarge means to make or become bigger or extensive or expanded. So when I say that you are in your season of enlargement, what I'm saying to you is that God has sent me to come and tell you that you are in your season of becoming bigger than you have ever been. You are in your season of becoming expanded. The grace of God over your life is going to go bigger. You are going to grow bigger in every aspect of your life. Your ministry is about to shoot to the next level. God is bringing enlargement to your ministry, to your fruitfulness. You are receiving enlargement in your finances as well. Every aspect of your life is going to grow and become bigger. Shout amen. I declare your season of enlargement. You are becoming bigger than the enemy had expected. Shout amen. And God has anointed me to bring you to that season of enlargement. 
the wisdom of God is going to manifest in your life. And God is going to usher you into your season of enlightenment. I see you becoming greater and bigger than you are today. Everything about you is going to grow bigger and better. Hallelujah. Sit down. You will be one of the few people who enlarge into God's purpose and God's plans for their lives. Are you listening to me? I said that you are going to be one of the few people on this earth who are going to be enlarged into God's purpose and God's plan for their lives. You are going to become bigger than you ever thought. Believe what I'm telling you because that is what is going to happen practically. Amen. God has never called any of us here into smallness. God's plan for your life is big and bigger than your dream and bigger than your goals and bigger than your plans and bigger than the plans of anybody has for you. When he called Adam, he said, Bible said, and he blessed him and said, increase, multiply, and replenish the earth. I mean, one person, can you imagine the whole world? God's plan for that one person was to multiply and replenish the whole earth. Tell somebody, God's plan for you is very big. And tonight you'll find yourself in God's big plan. Hallelujah. Never accept smallness. I say never accept smallness. If you're a pastor here, basenta leader here, never accept smallness. Because the God who has called you, has called you into enlargement. He has called you to something bigger, not something small. That is why I said, though that beginning will be small, but your latter end should greatly increase. Tell somebody, it should greatly increase. You should greatly be enlarged. You should become better. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 60 verse 22, he said, And the little one shall become a thousand. And the small one become a nation. Some of you are going to become pastors of thousands. But centers of hundred people. Center overseers of hundred people. GSOs of hundred people. And one thousand people. It is happening practically. Because we have entered into a season of enlargement in the name of Jesus. Ezekiel 36, verse 37, he said, And I will increase them with men like flock. In Jeremiah 30, verse 19, he said, And I will multiply them that they shall not be few. And I will glorify them that they shall not be small. God is not glorified when you are not enlarged. God is not glorified when everything about you is small. God is not glorified when you are not becoming 
fruitful in abundance that is why he sent me to announce to you that you are in your season of enlargement and that you must recognize it and enter into that season because you have what it takes to become bigger than you are spiritually physically financially mentally socially emotionally i see god taking you to a place of Refuse anything that is small. Oh, yes. It's not only food that you refuse when it is small. When we were young and we are sharing food, you see that they'll give you something small, you start crying. Some of you must start crying because your bar center is too small. Some of you must start crying because your church is too small. Your center is too small. Your bank account is too small. Your prayer life is too small. Your knowledge of the word is too small. That is why tonight, the Lord is taking you to your place of enlargement. Some of you, you can pray for only five minutes a day. Ten minutes a day. Fifteen minutes a day. The day you're able to pray for thirty minutes. Ah, it's like you're praying for seven hours. But I see the hand of God coming upon you from tonight. God is going to enlarge even your prayer life. Sit down. Refuse smallness. Yes, refuse it. Reject smallness. Because your God is not a God of small things. Proverbs 14, 28, it says that in the multitude of the people is the king on it. God is on it with multitude. When we are big, when things have increased and enlarged, he is glorified. He is on it. Hallelujah. That's the God that we serve. To reject anything that is small. It. Don't be content with anything that is small. So me, I'm just I want something small. It's not about to tell someone, it's not about you. It's about God's plan for your life. It's about God's purpose for your life. God's plan for your life is big. It's a big plan. You have no idea. Some of you are sitting in church doing nothing. But you have no idea what God has called you to become. I said you have no idea what God has called you to become. One day there was a guy called Jabez. It's first Chronicles 4, verse 9. The Bible says, and Jabez was more honorable than all his brethren. And his mother called him Jabez because he born him in sorrow. The guy was supposed to be honorable. People were calling him Mr. Honorable. But he was living a sorrowful life. He was living a small, say small life. <laughs> and he felt in his spirit that no, 
as far as I'm concerned I am destined for greatness I am destined for enlargement so the Bible says he went to his God and he prayed and he said Lord I want you to bless me and I want you to enlarge my coast tell somebody my coast is going to be enlarged he said I refuse to be limited to this place And he said, take away grieving. He said, I don't want to be grieved. I want your hand to be upon me and keep me from all evil. And what happened? The Bible said, and the Lord granted him that which he requested. God will grant you your season of enlargement. I sense in my spirit that some of you are receiving the grace of God to become pastors of big ministries here. Your church will be one of the biggest churches in South America, South North America. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God will grant it. I said, God will grant it. God is looking for someone with a bigger dream to help. God is looking for somebody with a heart for enlightenment to support. May it be you in the name of Jesus. I said, may it be you in the name of Jesus. I declare a new season over your life. I see you expanding. I see you enlarging. You will go forward and not backwards. In the name of Jesus. Just like Isaac experienced enlargement, I see you also experience enlargement practically. In James chapter 26 verse 12. And 13, the Bible says, And Isaac sold in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. That is enlargement. You will grow until you become very great. I don't know. I want to stop prophesying, but the Spirit of the Lord is telling me, keep prophesying over their lives. I said that you are going to work strong. You are going to work great. You are going to grow until you become very great. Your bacenta is going to grow. Your center is going to grow. Your church is going to grow. Your business is going to grow. Your academic work is going to grow until you become very great. That anointing in this house is going to grow in your life until you become very anointed. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Sit down. See, I like prophesy because I'm a prophet. In Ezra 6 verse 14, he says, And the Jews built houses and prospered through the prophesying of the prophets. Through the prophesying. They prospered. Not because they were working very hard. They prospered not because they had stock exchange. 
but there was a prophet who was prophesying over their lives and I'm prophesying enlargement over your life I'm prophesying enlargement over your life and I'm saying that you have entered into a season of enlargement from now to the end of the year you will see the grace of God bringing you to a place of enlargement receive it receive it receive it all over watching online you are receiving enlargement I feel the anointing to prophesy and to keep telling you that you have entered into a season of enlargement receive it in the name of Jesus everything about you is becoming bigger and expanded in the name of Jesus Now turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1. I'm, I'm going to be sharing with you enlargement secrets. Tell someone I want to receive some secrets to enter into my enlargement. Are you ready for the secrets? I said, are you ready for the secrets? I said, are you ready for the secrets? We are going to learn from a man called Joshua, one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Oh, yes. And there's a Portuguese people in the church. Where are my Portuguese family? Oh, sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Say, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. And go over this Jordan, thou and all the people unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Now, it is important to recognize your season of enlargement when it comes. Many things can initiate your season of enlargement, including the death or the absence of someone. You see, Moses, as we all know, was a great man who had led the Israelites for 40 years through the desert from Egypt and was marching them onto their place of enlargement. But Moses died and the Israelites didn't even know. God had to come and tell them because he had gone to the backside of the mountain and they were waiting for him and he wasn't coming until God brought the news that the man you have been waiting for is dead for 30 days they were wailing they were weeping and crying waiting for Moses to come and God said this Moses you are waiting for my servant Moses he is dead tell somebody he's dead you see, the death, the resignation, 
the departure of certain people spark the beginning of an enlargement in our lives. Sometimes you lose a job and you think that's the end of your life. But it's actually the beginning to enter into a new season of enlargement, a better job, a big salary. I, I don't know if you are here, but I am prophesying to somebody tonight. There's somebody who oh, just yeah. lost a job recently and you have been depressed for some time. But I came to announce to you that God says you are about to enter into a new separation from certain people especially for some of you sisters some of you Moses died two years ago you are still crying over dead Moses some of you have been waiting for Moses for 10 years and the Lord is telling me to announce to you that Moses my servant is dead but I have a bigger picture for you. I have a bigger vision for you. Arise. Come out of your mourning. Come out of your sorrow. Come out of your sadness. I have something bigger for you waiting for you. Shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, don't be too sad about dismissals. Don't be too sad about the absence of certain people. Don't be too sad about separation from certain individuals. Don't be too sad about the loss of certain people in your fellowship. It's packing a new season of enlargement in your life and in your ministry and in your calling. Come on, receive the grace to be enlarged. understand that sometimes when people leave us it's painful whether through death or from any other circumstances it's painful I've been a pastor one of the worst experiences I've had in the church is when people leave the church it's not a nice feeling but I've also come to understand that the absence of certain people means the end of certain evils that were happening in your life oh yes Some of you, there are some brothers who have left you. Even though you are not happy, but since the day they left you, you are more peaceful than before. What? Hallelujah. Yes. Moses, my servant, is that? Stop looking back. Stop crying over something that is dead and lost and has gone and has splitted from you and has departed from you and arise and enter into what God has prepared for you, for you. Some of the events are simply the beginning of a new thing God is about to do in your life. 
Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible says, For lo, I come in the volumes of the book. Oh God. For he taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. I have good news for somebody. You just lost your beloved. You just lost your job. You just lost something that was precious to you. But God taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. I see God establishing something new, something powerful, something glorious, something supernatural, something better in your life. Receive it, receive it. somebody Moses my servant is dead therefore arise therefore arise stop crying over dead Moses stop talking about dead Moses no amount of words can bring him back sit down enlargement because he could have sat in one place for years not knowing that God has still not changed his plans concerning his life and that the absence of Moses didn't mean that God's purposes for his life had also changed if you understand this secret you will not be worried with dismissals, departures, splitting, people walking away from you, losing certain jobs, losing certain relationships. You will not be disappointed. You will not. Hallelujah. Then he said, Arise. Say, Arise. Say, Arise. Do something. Push your neighbor and say, do something. <laughs> that word to arise means to emerge out of a problem. Oh, yes. To emerge, to come out of a problem. Or to come out of a situation. The Bible says, arise, shine. Light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. That word arise also means to move upward. Tell you never, God is taking you higher. I say, God is taking you higher. Sitting. sitting why are you sitting prophetically get out of sitting you are coming out of stagnation hallelujah i break the yoke of stagnation i see god bringing the grace of god 
I believe it's been worked on. But in the book of Psalm 81, it says, Open your mouth wide and I will fail it. Have a bigger vision. Hallelujah. God has to stir an adversary against us for us to lose that meeting place. God doesn't want you to be comfortable at where you are. And that's one great thing I like about our prophets. No matter what you achieve, you will tell that no job done, no job done, no job done. Get to the job. More territories to take. More places to go. We need to advance. You can never ever be comfortable at where you are. The Bible says in him we, we live, we move, and have our being. There is a lot of movement in God. God is a God of dynamism. Tell your neighbor, in him we live. In God we move. Say, I am moving to a place of enlargement. Sit down. Yes. We are very comfortable being at the same place. Forever. Especially those of you who are phlegmatic. You have, you have the grace to withstand any pain, any difficulty, any situation. So it's not a problem for you to be at the same place yesterday, today, and forever. Why should I run when I can walk? I will get there anyway. Even the sea, we can jump into it. Give us iron, we can chew it. What is written, it is written. There's no need to be agitated. That's the mindset of a typical phlegmatic man. But from today, that mind is being corrected. I say that mind is being corrected. Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 13, he said, brethren, I count myself not to be apprehended. But this is one thing that I do. I have forgotten about those things which are behind. And I will reach out for the price of the high calling. And I press. Tell someone I'm going to press. I cannot be comfortable at where I am. Some of you standing here, you are a great prophet, but you don't even know. You are a great man of God. Nations are waiting for you. People are waiting for you. The hand of God will pick you to a place of enlargement to experience something you never thought God will use you to accomplish. Believe what I'm telling you because God sent me here tonight to announce to you that you have entered and you are entering into your place of enlargement. Push your neighbor and say, Arise. Say, Arise. Tell someone, something bigger is waiting for you. Stop sitting in the same place. Stop becoming comfortable in the same place. Something bigger awaits you. Enlargement awaits you. And give the person a high five. Hallelujah.
the prodigal son could have sat in his abject poverty and died as a poor man. But the Bible says when he came to himself, he said, how many high servants are in my father's house? And they have food to eat and food to spare. And me, I sit here and I'm suffering hunger. I will arise and I will go to my father. I will arise and go to my place of enlargement. I will arise because something better, something bigger is waiting for me there. Some of you will arise from America. Some African nation is waiting for you. Your enemy is too weak. I said your enemy is too weak. I said some of you, you will arise from America. You'll be going to the islands and the Caribbeans and to somewhere in Africa and to somewhere in South America. Receive this prophecy. but they are very diplomatic they don't stand they are not into standing there's no enlightenment without arising In 2005 I was a baker at the headquarters of the church my work was to lock doors and to turn on lights to make sure that all the facilities at the cathedral are functioning properly. I was always running around. But the time came, I had to arise into my enlargement. The prophet was in South Africa. He sent me a test message. He said, Apache, you are going to Mozambique. I was that's it. Tell somebody that's it. Tell somebody that's it. I see you replying to your calling with that's it. I see you replying to enlightenment with that's it. There's no discussion, there's no meeting. You will just respond, that's it. So be it. Let your will be done. Shout yes. Sit down. the challenges and the obstacles and the difficulties and the mortgage issues I'm going to pass over I'm just going to go over there shall be no mountain that can stop me by my God I'll run through every troop and I will leap over every wall and I will go over this shoulder because God has granted me the grace to be alive and to go to my season of life. Scripture, we are in verse 2. 
Tonight I'm just introducing you. Thou and all these people, say all these people. The purpose of God is about people. It is not about you. It wasn't about Joshua, but it was about God's people. The purpose of God, the reason why God is bringing enlargement into your life is about God's people. God's people. The purpose of God is always about people. It's not about an individual. It's about what? People. You and all these people, I have a plan to take them to their promised land. I have a plan to bring them to eternity. I have a plan to deliver them from the powers of darkness and translate them into the kingdom of light. That's the plan. That's the purpose of God. It's about people. It's not about material things. It's not about anything. It's about, look, it is about people. It's always about people. It will always be about people. When you call the first man, it was about human beings. Replenish the earth with human beings. When you called Moses, it was about people. Go to Pharaoh and tell them, let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. I have a purpose for them. And the purpose is so that they will serve me. If your mind is, up, is not on people, you cannot arise into your place of enlargement. If your mind is not about becoming something great for the lives of humanity, if it is not about people, forget about it. Forget about it. Enlargement comes because your mind or God's plan for your life is to affect people is to be a blessing to a people a group a nation a family it's not about yourself and the moment you can catch this vision of god i can promise and guarantee you heaven will back you up with every grace that is available as soon as god sees in your heart that you are thinking about a people you are thinking about a family you are not just thinking about yourself he said to abraham abraham i will bless you until you become a blessing i will bless you until you become a blessing the angel said shall i hide anything from abraham seeing that abraham shall become a great nation and through him all the nations of the earth shall be blessed Genesis 18 verse 17 and 18 he said I want to hide this thing from Abraham but knowing that Abraham has a vision to be a blessing to many people a vision to be a blessing to nations I, I cannot hide things from him tell somebody God will not hide things from you the moment you start thinking about people. Some of you, is just your life is just about you. 
Your whole life is centered about you. That's why you are in the church. No matter what the pastor says, you will never be a basenta leader. All you want is to come and sit in the church and listen to a good sermon. And after that, just go home and have some beautiful lunch with your little family. But let me tell you, something bigger is waiting for you. God has something bigger in store for you. Hallelujah. Push your neighbors and stop thinking about your little life. something bigger find a purpose that is bigger then God will help you God is always looking for people with big, big dreams if your vision is small God will not help you that your little vision even our reverend here can help you God wants something big when he sees that you have a desire to save 1,000, to have a church of 1,000 people, he says, yeah, that's my man. I'm going to help him to fulfill that dream. But if your dream is to have five people, come on. Even this little girl can help you to have five people in your church. God is in this room and he's looking for people with a bigger purpose. I don't know if you're one of those people with a bigger purpose. I don't know whether you're one of those who is looking for an anointing to touch a nation, an anointing to touch a whole community, an anointing to touch a whole group of people. Hmm. Until you have something bigger to pray, God is not even ready to answer your prayers. Some of you, your prayer topics are too small. God doesn't even waste his time. You must as well stop praying and just go and talk to a brother. He will solve it for you. I mean, why should you be praying for $10? I mean, if you are here, you are praying for $10. You are not serious. Just ask the person sitting by you, can I have $10? Even me, I have some $10 I can give you. Are you worrying God with $10? Tell somebody God needs a challenge. He's looking for a bigger challenge. Say ten dollars is too small for him. Tell the Lord that you need one million, so that you can go and build ten churches in Ghana. Ten churches in Ghana. You will call the prophet secretary and say, Prophet, I am ready to build ten cathedrals. Anywhere you want to build a cathedral, I am ready because I'm believing God for one million dollars receive that grace receive that grace receive that grace receive that grace sit down is looking for a bigger challenge. At the beginning of the year, I was praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I want 5,000 members. 5,000 members. But when we are sharing our grace, we say, and the 5,000 which includes 
all the important people in my life. Then the Lord said to me, 5,000 is too small. He said, it is too small. He said, change it to 10,000. Change it to 10,000. So I change it to 10,000. And very soon you will see the 10,000. You will hear that Mozambique on Sunday when we meet, we are 10,000 people. Tell some God is looking for a bigger challenge. Amen. Now look at the, the, the vision God gave to Joshua. Look at verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even onto the great river. You see, he was comfortable sitting in some small place by River Jordan. But God said, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even onto the great river, the river Ephraim, all the land of the Hittites. And onto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. You are sitting in this small place thinking that that is all there is. God has something bigger, a bigger vision. And I'm saying that the day God sees that your vision is big, He will come and help you. So far, He has not come because that vision is too small. God kept telling Joshua be strong and be courageous because when your dream is big you need courage I said when your dream is big when you are thinking of bigness you need Tonight, the spirit of courage is going to come over your life. Because some of you, between where you are and where God wants to take you, is the enemy called fear. Between where you are and to where God has destined for you, is a river Jordan which you have to go over but to go over it you have to overcome your fear that is why God kept telling Joshua only be strong but let me share something with you in verse 5 Joshua 1 verse 5 said there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life as 
I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Number one, I will be with you. Number two, I will not fail thee. Number three, I will not forsake thee. I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. These are God's guarantees. Security. The moment you decide to arise and enter into your place of enlightenment, He said, I will be with you. You see, God's promises for your life eh, is not in presence but this is his presence I said God's promises for your life is not in presence gift material things but God's promise for your life is his presence God's promise for your life is not the promised land but his presence. His presence is his gift to you. When if God be for you, who can be against you? So God said that, listen, Joshua, Joshua, I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. That is my gift to you. The only thing you need which I cannot provide for you is your courage. Your ability to overcome your fears. The presence of God, your consciousness of God's presence is what makes you overcome the enemy called fear. Somebody has a bishop. I can overcome fear. I said, be conscious of the presence of God. God told Joshua, I said, as I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. I will be with you. Be conscious that I will not, I'm not going to allow you to fail. Be conscious of the fact that I will never forsake you. Be conscious of the fact that I will stand with you as soon as you find yourself in God's purpose and in God's plan. You are guaranteed these three things. That God will be with you, God will not forsake you, and God will never allow you to fail. As soon as I stepped into Mozambique, God assured me and said, I will be with you, even as I've been with your father, Bishop Daki me. So would I be with you here in Mozambique. You will not fail in this mission, and I will not forsake you. Somebody asked me, so were you not afraid when you were going to Mozambique? I said, yes, I was afraid as a human being. But when I remembered God's promise of his presence, when I remembered God's promise of not forsaking me and not allowing me to fail, and the fact that I also had a father and a prophet and a pastor backing me, I went with my chest out. That's how to overcome fear. Be conscious. This is an enlargement secret. Some of you have not broken into a big 
business. You have a dream to do your own business, to do your own thing, not to work for anybody. But you see, you're afraid. Fear. Push your neighbor and say, are you afraid? Some of you cannot even marry because of fear. Anytime you make up your mind to start your marriage counseling, your beloved misbehave and then you put a full stop. experience in relationship because of that you are afraid to enter into another one but tonight the Lord will give you the grace to overcome whatever represents fear in your life God is going to deal with it tonight shout amen, amen. let me hear your ladies amen I want to hear it again again the Lord shall be with you you shall not fail he will not forsake you. I said he will not forsake you. I am prophesying the words of God over your life. As you are in the mission field, you will not fail. The Lord shall be with you. As he has been with Bishop Henry here, he shall be with you as where you are. You will not fail. He will not forsake you. Only thou be strong and be courageous. one of the things you must seek the most is the presence of God. Not, not his promise. His presence. That's what David will say that, take not away the Holy Spirit from me. Cast me not away from your presence. You can lose everything but don't lose his presence. Because you have Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not living. A Christian must seek for God's presence the most. With God's presence, there is nothing you cannot achieve. There is nothing you cannot become. There's no dream that cannot be fulfilled. his presence and the only thing God has promised every Christian is I will be with you in Matthew 28 verse 20 and I will be with you always till the end of the world and they went everywhere preaching and the Lord working with them with signs wonders following them. The Lord was working with them. His presence was with them. As I like that song, your presence is heaven to me.
be a wonderful night. But tonight, I want you to be conscious of his presence. The moment you become conscious of God's presence, there's no vision that you cannot accomplish. There's no dream that will be bigger than you. There'll be no mountain that you cannot climb. There'll be no river you cannot cross. There'll be no valley you will not pass through. David said, yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. He said, I am conscious of the fact that God is with me than anything else. So even though I may see the valleys of the shadows of death, but I'm not afraid. He said, when you go through the waters, they shall not overflow you. And when you pass through the fire, it shall not burn thee. Neither shall the flames rekindle thee. For I shall be with you. There is no enlightenment without your consciousness of the presence of God in your life. But like I said, between where you are and your place of enlargement are mountains, are river Jordans, are enemies, are Goliaths, are terrible Anakins, Anakins, giants, Amobites, Hittites, Sambalites, Tobias, enemies of progress, enemies of enlargement. They are all there. That's why many people sit in the same place forever. They can't move. The Bible says there was a certain man called Goliath. First Samuel chapter 17, 23 and 24. They call him the champion of God. And he talked with them. Behold, there came up the champion. Say the champion. The Philistine of God. Goliath by name. Out of the armies of the Philistines. And speak according to the same words. And David heard them. Everybody was running away. Some were falling to gutters. They were stamping in town. This man will come to the city. And he will be chanting and speaking and everybody will be running away. And the Bible says they fled from him and they were so afraid. But David who knew the consciousness of God's presence over his life he asked them what is happening? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who has come here to defy the armies of Israel? Is there no man who can deal with this man? They said, no man. Everybody has run away. So what will happen to the man who deals with this guy? They said, oh, the king says that he will enlarge him. He will, he will enter into a place of enlargement by becoming the son in law to the king. Going to marry the king's daughter. And he's going to enrich him with many riches. And his household will be exempted from taxation. David said, repeat these words in my ear. You have this great news. You have this enlargement secret. 
and you are all sitting there running away, I'm going to take my chances. Tell somebody I'm going to take my chances. Tell, I'm going to arise. I'm going to go by this Jordan. And I'm going to my place of enlargement. David said, take me to the king. This is too good to be true. I've been waiting for my enlargement. This is my moment. This is my season of enlargement. I have recognized it. I can recognize it. I'm seizing the moment. Take me to the king. When he got to King Saul, he said, how old are you? He said, I'm about 15, 16 years. He said, what food do you like? Go home, let your mother prepare you that food and eat. This man you want to fight. He has been a man of war from his youth. A man of war from his youth. Nobody can stand before him. David said, Let me give you my CV. Tell somebody, I'm going to send my CV. Don't know what I'm capable of. Tell somebody you don't know what I'm capable of. Some of you, you are here, you are apostle to the nations. Some of you, you are a financier to the kingdom, a financier to healing Jesus' crusade. Tell your neighbor, you don't know who I am, but very soon you will discover. kept his mastership his fathership there arose a lion and took one of the sheep and decided to go away with the sheep I went after the lion and the lion turned and I took the lamb out of his mouth and when he rose against me I held him by the beer and I smote him with my bare hands and I killed that lion King Saul just got up from his chair. He said, I have not finished. Another time, a bear, a bear. You are a bear slayer. You are a lion killer. You are a master of church planting. You are a financier of God's projects. You have the grace to do amazing things. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace in the name of Jesus. And he said, The Lord who delivered me from the mouth and the power of the lion and the bear, the same God, I am conscious of his presence. He will deliver me from the hands of this uncircumcised Philistine. Push your neighbor and say, I'm conscious of his presence. Let them bring Goliath. Let them bring a lion. Let them bring a bear. I am entering to my place of enlargement. It's my season. It's my season. It's my season. Come on, lift up your legs and shout. It is my season of enlargement. Mighty words await me. Mighty things await me. Mighty anointing. Mighty things. 
joking here you think we are joking here you have come to kill me with stones even a bird can you kill it with a stone David look at him say you are coming against me with a shield with a spear with an arrow but I I am coming against you with the presence of God for if God be for me somebody fear not don't be afraid to be an apostle don't be afraid to be a church planter don't be afraid to go on missions don't be afraid to be a missionary don't be afraid to start a new center don't be afraid to be a percenta leader all you need is the presence of God and I see his presence all over Someone who is not married, don't be afraid to marry. If you're a sister, you don't have a beloved. Go to a brother who doesn't have a beloved and say, Don't be afraid to choose me as your beloved. presence of God. Don't be afraid of me. All you need is the presence of God. Everybody stand to your feet. Tomorrow night, don't miss it. Tomorrow night is a night of deliverance. Tomorrow night will be his place of enlightenment and every year is dealing with these five kings they are spiritual entities tomorrow night we will deal with them one by one one by one lift up your hands Professor, your, 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 your. Professor, your enlightenment. Professor, your enlightenment. They're watching us on Zoom. Professor, your enlightenment. God is taking you to a place. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Tarabos. Come on, pray and prophesy. Prophesy your enlightenment. The enlightenment of your ministry. The enlightenment of your calling. The enlightenment of your calling. Your ministry. 
over. Let her put you in the ditch. You will come out like Joseph. Let her put you in prison.
in the next few seconds. We are going to be overshadowed with the presence of God. I see in the realms of the Spirit men in uniform. And I'm asking the Lord, who are these? That these are there whom I've chosen. But they have been living in fear. But as I come with my presence, they are going to be as bold as never before. And do things that they have never done before. Already the spirit is touching them. God is dealing with the power of fear and intimidation. In the name of Jesus. Arise, O oh Lord. And let the enemy of fear, discouragement, Flee in the name of Jesus. I see people living in discouragement, yet God has called them, yet God has chosen them. The brother of fear is discouragement, but the spirit of the Lord is dealing with that demon. Is dealing with that spirit in the name of Jesus. Let God arise and let the enemy of fear, discouragement, intimidation flee. Rando Anybody falling, screaming, bring them to me in front here. Rakatu shati barata lema ratu shakaya. Bazandari akoto la beka. Shia karakatola. Rebarar shuta la mala. Bilus. The name of Jesus. Randa sitale barata. Ashes be fast. Anybody falling, shaking, crying, come to me in front here. Jesus. Jesus. Ratashima Rakata. Bazundurabo. Shandarabasianda. Loose. Enter into your glory. The chains are falling off. Overcomer, you shall arise. 
days of enlargement. Fear not, fear not, I'm with you. There are seven ladies here. Seven ladies. I saw in the realms of the spirit that they had tied your waist with a cord to a trunk, to a, a tree. And the Lord is telling me that this any effort they make to serve God, something put them back. for God, something happens and they are drawn back. But right now I'm seeing an angel of the Lord with a sword. And that angel said I'm coming to disconnect them from this thing that has tied them and deprived them from advancing. In the name of Jesus, as soon as the cord is cut off as a sign of manifestation, you will see these ladies jumping, and I need the ashes to bring me, bring them to me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Be lost now, 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 now. Bring them quickly.
There are three ladies here. Three ladies. The Lord just said to me, you are going to feel very uncomfortable on your belly. Discomfort, as if something is moving. God is about to deliver you from something that has been fighting your destiny for some years. Mama, in the name of Jesus, I will release the fire of the Holy Ghost. Whatever is planted in your spirit that is not of God, by the acts of the Holy Ghost, I'll root it out now in the name of Jesus. You are here, you are feeling discomfort suddenly on your belly. Come to me quickly. Come to me quickly. Discomfort on your belly. As if something wants to come out. Come, come, stand, come and stand here. Can these people help them to go? Quickly. You are one of those who feeling discomfort on your belly. Come. Come. Stand here.
Lift up your hands. Anybody here who suffers with asthma, come to me. Asthma. I heard the Lord say, bind the demon of asthma. You are here, you are struggling with asthma. Or you have a child who struggles with asthma. Just come. be merciful. Be merciful. Be merciful.
and you were naked in that river. There is something that has tied you to a certain spirit from home. And that spirit is the spirit of disgrace. Tonight the Lord is showing you mercy. But I said I should tell you to be faithful to him. To be serious in your work with him. Else you will have one disgrace after the other. Until your life is destroyed. God is showing you mercy. He's cautioning you. He's also giving you grace. Grace to be serious and be committed. Pray for me. Spirit of disgrace. <laughs> Lose your hold and your power. Jesus. I impart the grace of God. I change your desires. From today, you shall be hungry for the Lord. You shall be for God. You've been thinking about God. The love of God will consume you. Be zealously affected always. And the good thing. And as you do, may God cover you from shame. In the name of Jesus. Your child, your mama has asked me. Father, I pray. There's a student here. For some time, I want you to take your book. You can't concentrate. You can sit for hours and learn nothing. Get up and come to me. For you. I saw a student sitting on a desk with two hands on the head. And the Lord said to me, there are people in this room when they take a book, they cannot concentrate, they cannot stand. He said, call them and pray for them. 
Jesus. Spirit of confusion. Spirit of lack of concentration. Loss of power. Who are these ones? As I'm laying hands on you, I see something like light. Light entering into your head. God is touching your mental faculty. Something has been affected. And the Lord is delivering you because it can affect you and destroy your life. You are becoming lonely because of this problem. But God is showing you mercy. Also one of them. Be helped. Be helped. That demon is coming out of your spirit. Be free. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free. Thank you. You will be able to concentrate and study.
Jesus. Thank you. Thank the Lord for tonight. You are going to have to overcome many things. Many things. Many things. I see you climbing a hill. But the hill is very slippery. Matter the challenges. You serve God. You serve God. Name of Jesus. My sister, come. I saw a ship that had just been knocked down by a car. Then when I turned, I saw your face. And the Lord said, pray for me. There is an impending danger. Of an accident. For some time now, the Lord said, you've been afraid to die. But the fear of death certain impression of something bad is going to happen. And the Lord is merciful. Be delivered. Be delivered. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to take, the anointing is still strong here. I'm, I'm really controlling myself. I'll be here for a long time. But tomorrow will be a good day. Tomorrow there's so much to be done. Tomorrow don't come to church alone. And come ready because there are five times in your life. 
that we are going to deal with. You know, one of the graces that God has given to me is the grace of deliverance. God has really endowed me with that anointing. And tomorrow, anything that represents an obstacle, a stumbling block, an enemy of progress, an advancement in your life, I want to receive an offering. Tell somebody an offering. Are there envelopes here? Do you have envelopes? Nobody should miss tomorrow. If you have to do anything to be here, be here tomorrow. Tomorrow is an important night. on this side, you just, you lost a family member recently, yeah a close family member, you lost a person is it a mother? a father father-in-law but who, who lost a mother? Also lost your mother. Hmm. When did it happen? When did it happen? April. Hold me. Thank you, Jesus. Be comforted. says I should tell you he's with you he will never leave you and never forsake you he will take care of you fear not by Jesus The reason why I called you to pray for me, the Lord said, what killed your mother? I should pray for you that it doesn't happen to you. 
Father, you are so merciful. Care for your own. As I place my hand over her, I put a defense around her and I say, God took away your mother. You never take her away. Jesus' name. to Christ, okay? Every sickness related to her bloodline, it is collected, protected, preserved. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless. Can I have my hands? You shall hear me. I face a great anointing. I'm controlling myself. Great anointing here. Thank you. Everybody close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus. Declare that the hand of God shall continue to work wonders, deliverance, healing. Even as we are going home. Lord, I'm controlling myself. I feel that mightily working, mightily. Me, but I pray that anybody here who deserves a miracle, healing, deliverance, let this anointing continue to operate and to work in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you. Tonight, I want some people to take an envelope and sow a seed of 300. 300. Not 400, not 500, 300. Come. $300. And stand here. And stand. I'll tell you why 300. You are not giving because you have a lot of money. You are giving because you are a man of faith. You want to give whatever it means. You want to be part of it. Have you taken an envelope? Just get an envelope for my hands. just said to me that there are 20 people here that are supposed to give an envelope, an offering of $300. Is 
If you are part of the 20, it means that the Lord has favored you. Those of you watching online, I hope you have not gone home to be part of it. Said you 20 people with this offering, and I left 20. Nobody else. And let's not be angry. In three months' time, we are in which month? October? January. In three months' time, the Lord is going to do something amazing your financial life. It will shock you. That will be your gift for the new year. It will start practically from January. 20 people in this room. And those of you online, be part of this. Father, thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Go back to your seat. God bless you. And the Lord says that, I was going to say 200, he said no, not 200, 100. There are people here, the Lord wants to plant a seed of 100. Come and take an envelope. I'm expecting a lot of you. I don't know why the Lord didn't ask me to. Because some of you would have given 200, but he said no, 100. Online, are you here? tomorrow tomorrow is a night of encounter it's a deliverance service something must lose you to serve God say let my people go anything that is saying no you won't go we'll deal with it tomorrow You're in your season of enlargement. Nothing will stop you in the name of Jesus. You know, you need to have an envelope. I am ministering. It's part of the service. That's why I'm not in a hurry. And this part is probably even my favorite. Because I'm an agent of prosperity. One day I went to preach somewhere. I didn't take, I didn't allow the people to give me any special thing. After I went to my room to sleep, the Lord dealt with me. I cried the whole night. I had to pray and ask Him to forgive me. Lift it up. The Bible says, and Isaac sowed on the land, and he reaped a hundredfold. 
any form of investment that you have made, whether it's academic investment, business, a job, whatever it is, you will not miss your harvest as you plant this seed. All those of you online, remember my words. Hundredfold, hundredfold, in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Last time, people here, fifty dollars. Come, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Come. Don't waste time. Please come. The number five is grace. God is going to touch somebody to help you. Help. You are receiving a source of help. Anybody else? At least two more people. online on zoom don't miss out something great is happening in the realms of the spirit put it up and explain you don't give because you have a lot of money you give because you are sacrificing Just financial help, but whatever help you need, whether in the area of academic, the area of getting a job, the area of your health, as they plant this seed, release an uncommon help, favor over their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now, all of you took a special ministration seat. I want to receive our offering. Amen. Look at your neighbor and said, Hey, you, you're unstoppable. You have entered into your place of enlargement. And I'm glad to be sitting by you. You are a big person in the realms of the spirit. I'm honored to be sitting by you. Father, thank you for tonight. We receive our second offering and we are saying that thank you for announcing our season of enlargement. We believe in this prophetic word and we are giving to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please move around. Remember to give tests.
things you have, you know what to do. What a blessing. Please, can we get the offering? Don't be afraid to walk here because there's a river here. A river. showing mercy. Supernatural power is going to happen. You will come and testify. I see something electrical cables, wires. The Lord is rearranging things in the realms of the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It is done. Go ahead. Lord will show mercy. Now everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. You are here tonight. Somebody invited you here, but you don't know Jesus. Close your eyes, everybody. You are not born again. Somebody invited you here. You don't have any personal relationship with the Lord. I want to say, man of God, tonight, I want to make things right. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here, like that, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Quickly. I want to give your life to Lift it high above your head. I want to see. God bless you, my brother. See your hand. God bless you. 
Now come to me, my brother. Go. Get up. Help him get up. Come to me here. Let's pray. Come. Yes. Oh. Is that how to clap for somebody who is giving his life to Christ? There is dancing and there is joy in heaven. Over one sinner, one sinner, not repenting. Thank you. Brother, lift up your two hands. Say this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. I've made so many mistakes. Please forgive me and have mercy upon me. From today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Dear Lord Jesus, come and stay in my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Cleanse me from all my sins with the precious blood of Jesus. And write my name in the book of life. I declare Father, thank you for saving him. Thank you for touching him. Transform him, Lord. Pour your spirit of grace upon him. 